Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Raising Asian Teens. Resist the roar. I'm Jeannie Chang. I'm a licensed family therapist, and I have four children, ages 13 to 19. And I'm Sandra Voulet. I am a communications and a career coach with a background as a family attorney, and I have three kids of my own. Great. So between us, we're raising seven kids. Um, some Asian teens, some Asian college kids, <laughs> which is our topic today. So speaking of which, episode six, Ivy or bust? Question yes. mark, exclamation point. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, which is the college discussion, we're going to just recap our previous episode of how not to play the comparison game. Keeping up with the Lees, so we called it. Yes. How's that going for you, Sandra? Um, it's pretty good because I think last time we talked about making sure that you compliment, right? And mm-hmm. if someone has uh, been able to achieve something that maybe your child has not, you know, getting a lead in, in, in a, a rock and roll revival or maybe getting number one picked in, you know, our team or something like that to make sure that you end up complimenting that child, especially in front of your own child so that you are modeling that behavior. So that's what, you know, that's definitely something that I have done in a recent tryout to a volleyball team when my child did not get accepted by that team, but some, you know, another one of her friends did. And I made sure to compliment that child getting in that team, not only in front of her, but also her mom. that's awesome yeah yeah that's really important plus it makes you feel good as a parent when someone does that to you your child right in front of you yeah um so i i didn't get an opportunity to do that per se but my so since we're talking about colleges in just a little bit my son's good friend did get into his first choice university a top 10 college and so of course seeing my son's face going wow yeah he got in you know, um, I think it's a reminder for me to say to him, hey, make sure you compliment it. But I know he already did because they all shared it, you know, right on social media and text. So there's a lot of like, wow, that's awesome. Now you can like relax, you know, that's awesome. You got into your first choice. But it's a reminder that when I see this child, my son's friend, I will make sure that I say great job getting into your first choice school, which, by the way, happened to be Duke great school in North Carolina so and he got in early and that was his um his dream to go there so I think hopefully I'll get to see him soon and say that in front of his mom who I'm friends with wonderful and Mm -hmm. I think I think the other thing is I love being able to look at our own kids and actually um what they do remind us so much more of what we should also be doing you know because kids also have a tendency to be a lot more generous and open too so yeah exactly (laughs) right (laughs) you know knowing that your kid probably did and I'm sure he did compliment and say hey good job congrats that you yourself say hey make sure that we're doing a lot more of that too so I know it's a great (laughs) reminder so so yeah moving on to episode six titled Ivy or Bust yeah 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 so (laughs) this 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 topic, as, as you know, even um, uh, in our Asian culture, everybody wants to go to the Ivies. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, you know, put it as a limit to our Asian culture, right? Right now right. with the admission scandal. I mean, oh, yeah, crazy, <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff are going on. People paying thousands of dollars for somebody to take a test for them or, you know, uh, you know, do something to the applications that's not illegal. And yet 
um, there is just now more than ever. I feel like that. There's so much pressure to get into so much the pressure. top schools. Top and schools. yeah, and then and, and Sandra, you're gonna you know that this whole topic, well, like any other topic, but this particular topic today on colleges is very raw for me to the listeners because I myself am going through it with our oldest son who's going through the college application process. So if you're listening, I'm sure you can relate that I've added on gray hairs, you know, and it's, and it's, <laughs> yes. and it's got the idea of us. It's not because it's, I think here we're, we'll be talking about resist the roar, but I, of course, we have our own standards, you know, as family values, but also where we believe our kids should go and want to go. And then know that, you know, hopefully you believe and the, you know, you have confidence in your child. And so much of it, this particular time frame that I'm going through, it's overall you're gonna have to hold me back because I'm like <laughs> man I be yeah. robust what what does that mean and then I do want to address the stress because there's a tremendous amount of stress colleges is so it's harder than ever to yes. get into college yeah I mean I feel sorry for the kids yes and I think I was uh, I read a figure somewhere it says in 2017 there were 280,000 applicants applications to uh, the Ivy schools. Just that was just the top eight school. We're not talking about Stanford, you know, yeah. MIT, Duke or, or or the other wonderful schools out there. Right. But we're that just talking crazy number. And so if, if, if you put it in perspective, you if you take like the top five percent of you know the students in every high school, right? And right. put them all together and then they're all applying and trying to figure out, okay, how do you, I choose, right? When you put that into the equation, you just can see the immense competition. If there's a huge amount of competition yeah. and it's not just in, in, you know, you know, I see a young demographic of adolescents and a lot, I would say the busiest time of when I see these teens and families is right around college application time. The application process itself is stressful. Yes. Right, I can't deny that. I mean, yeah. it's, I'm complicated. There, it's, it's complicated. It's really complicated, and then yes. writing essays and making sure you present yourself the way that you want to be presented, because these college admission, you know, um, folks are literally reading something on paper, right. and they don't know you, so right. you have to just prove yourself on paper, which I think in itself is a difficult task, right? Yes. Aside from grades and extracurriculars that we've all talked on, but. The stress in itself is my biggest concern. So just in, in real briefly, like e even the, the, the cases that I see, a particular case, which, which is almost sad to think about, but we're talking MIT, the MIT school, right? And that's, what is that, top 10? Right. Or is it maybe top yep. five? Yeah. <laughs> and not even Ivy League, okay? <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, you, I had a case where a child, a student applied there early obviously it's his first choice and he did not get in. Now, what happened from that decision is what propelled him into a state of anxiety and depression to the point that he made a very unwise decision and attempted suicide. Oh, so by the time, mm. yeah, I saw this child, bright kid, I, you know, if he's applying to MIT, he's got the standards. And just that decision, obviously it came from emotional distress of oh my gosh, my life is over, which, you know, it was a difficult case because he yeah. has every resource, came from a great private school and his parents, super supportive. And, and now here's the thing, they themselves are MIT grads mm. and they have, and they said to me and pleaded because they were so upset when they brought their son in after he came out of a psychiatric hospital, okay, that they never pressured their son. And I believe them. 
you know, mm. they, because the, mm. they were like, yes, we went there. And of course we would have been proud if he went there, but he had any choice school to go to. He's yes. a brilliant student. And, and then when we saw that this happened and he did attempt suicide and of course, when that happens, you're not stable. So you have to go to, to get psychiatric help, you know, yes. psychiatric help. Yes. So when he saw me, he was stable. And my job was to see him twice a week to really stabilize him and ensure that he could end his senior year well. And and needless to say, this was like three, four years, uh, three years ago. He is now in an excellent school, if I want to point <laughs> out, um, top 10. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't MIT. But, but so what I'm trying to say is that amount of intense pressure he put on himself, I see that more and more. And then yet it's harder to get into colleges. So sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what to say either, you know, as a yes. clinical expert going, yeah, I, I wish I could go yes. to these colleges and say, hey, by the way, what's the formula? So I can help these sick kids who are brilliant kids, but then still may not get in. Y- you know what I'm saying? Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> no set answer. Yeah. So um, that that story is so powerful because a lot of times, you know, as as the reluctant tiger moms, it, you know, we want to make sure number one parents are not pressuring their kids right and right. number two even when parents are supportive the kids are press are pressuring themselves too so what as we as parents can do when we're not trying to pressure our kids like we we're trying to hold ourselves back that's one but you know what happens when our own kids are doing that to themselves also what can we do to ensure their health um, and their safety and, and that's the big question. And I've, you know, I, I have two kids in college now. So I went through that process two years ago and I knew, and I read a lot of stuff about, you know, teens who had stories about it, kids who had, you know, mental anxiety, who were cutting themselves and, and, and from friends of my, you know, uh, my own children, right? And that was what really scared me about making sure not, putting too much pressure on them so you know Mm -hmm. let's just let's discuss today like what can we um as parents help our kids especially when they're going through this process and maybe opening up those emails or those letters and it could be a possible deferral or rejection Mm -hmm. and it might not go their way what can we do yeah so i can tell you because this is very raw for me because i'm literally going through it as we speak what i did which probably combines kind of what our last episode was about about complimenting um but but i had to like really put everything in perspective this i really believe i didn't i really resisted the war well because in the end you want to see your child you don't want to see your child disappointed and what what affected me was yes so this week my son got a deferral and a rejection and and the question is ivy or bust you yeah. know and one of them was an ivy league but for me it was not about the fact that oh my gosh you got rejected from that school and <laughs> and it's like life is over like the, the tiger mom thing uh, yeah I, what i saw was and maybe it's like i got a little bit pissed off at the school <laughs> i was like who do you think you are That's my right. child and, and this is not even a brag it's to be a very objective works his butt off and does well and yeah. it shows because he works his butt off so I'm glad that I have a hard-working student and then he has the, those extracurriculars that make him well-rounded plus sports so I'm sitting here going huh gosh I can't imagine um, what else he needs to do and so it took a moment for me but my son's reaction was I will say he took it better than me overall like today as of today he's doing 
much better. But the moment of wavering I saw was confidence, meaning, oh, it, it made him second guess his other decisions of the other colleges that, you know, he's still looking at. And he thought about, wait, okay, so I didn't get into this school. So maybe I'm not good enough for these schools. Does that make sense? Yes. And of yes. course you'd see that in the kids. And it's, yes. it's hard to see, right? Yes. yes. And so... Um, the part for me was I wanted to make sure, and this is what I'm telling to par- parents, listeners, that I want to make sure that I alleviated, first of all, enhanced his confidence, but alleviated his stress because you can't, first of all, his life is just beginning. So co- just getting into college is one thing, but succeeding in college is another, <laughs> right? right? So yes. I just looked at the perspective of, you know what? No, this is how go ahead and keep going. Every school is different, but just stay focused on the fact that why you applied there to begin with is you were confident in the standards of what they, you know, what they suggested was the standards, right? Grades and whatever. And you met yes. those qualifications. <laughs> so, you know, you yeah. just stick to that. And he did. He's like, okay, you're right. You're, yeah. I will. Yeah. Um, and I don't want him being stressed. And I will say, he did say, well, Ivy League school is stressful. And, I mean, you have to still do well, right? When you get to school. Right. So um, that's only a stepping stone. Just applying to college and getting in. I mean... I wish I had that formula of, because when I was a kid and Sandra, you and I around the same age, it was not like this. Yes. It's the whole process is so crazy right now. And I remember exactly like you when my, my, you know, my son got rejected from Penn and rejected from Stanford. And, and my husband was like, I can't believe it. Why would they reject him? Right. And and that kind of thing. So it's okay. I think the first thing is making sure that it's okay for your child to get upset, to get, uh, you know, mad, to even get, um, you know, hurt by the thing. Like when you first get it, I think, you know, they, you know, there are a lot of recommendations that first 24 hours, allow your kid and yourself to feel whatever you want to feel like you know yes. if your child wants to eat a whole pizza uh, ice cream you know yell curse whatever <laughs> just allow your child to feel all the emotions because if you think about it three three years three and a half years of grinding away of doing all the things you know to put in that hope perfect application right the best that they can and you know and then to have that rejection letter and not get where they want i i you know so I think I love that. Yeah, really letting you, them express their emotions. Yeah, I think right? after you do that and say, okay, after that, then I think you were exactly right. What's the next plan? Let's then talk about complimenting and making sure, right? Mm-hmm. You're good. It's that it's that school's loss. It wasn't, you know, the the fit. You know? Right. And and sometimes exactly what you were saying, right? Um, it could be a very good school, but it may not be the best fit for your child, the child's major, uh, your even your own pocketbook. <laughs> yeah. Distance, yeah. We're talking about expensive things. schools, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all those and, things too. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. So, and here's the thing, because we're, we're all talking about resist the war. That's our big motto here. Yeah. I, and tell me what you think of this. So I think I did a pretty good job of resisting the war because I still had a moment of tiger momness yeah. where in my head I went, okay, after I got the initial mad and pissed off and then letting my child kind of be like disappointed, then I went, wait a second, mm, this this one little thing which I'll share and admit to you kind of went through my head. I, I kind of thought briefly, well, your your language, your English score on the SAT could have been higher. So I did not say that though. <laughs> but, yeah. but see, that's still... 
So I think I, it's the whole second guessing thing, right? Right. That's I started second the, guessing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And here's the thing with moms out there. Please resist the roar because that's the last thing you should say to your child in that moment. Yes. Don't already hit them when they're down. And so that my, that thought did go through my head because I started second guessing and, and then analyzing going, well, yeah, this wasn't high enough. Mm, he could have done this. And that's terrible because, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I didn't say that. But I, yes. I allowed that in my head. But I do know that some parents could say that. Yes. Right? Yes. And I think that exactly you're on point because if you had said that out loud again, you're making it that it's your child's fault that your child didn't get in. And there's so many other variables. <laughs> that's there's so many other variables. Child, yeah, beyond your child's control and beyond your control when it comes oh. to college admission. So I think that's the reality of it and we need to accept that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I was gonna say, it, I will say I shared it with my husband, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then he of course went, maybe but you don't know that because there are lots of people even with I don't know lower test scores that could get into right. That school right so right. I think resisting the roar on that front because that is what our parents maybe didn't do as well right and that reminded me of that moment when um now see I didn't apply as many schools as my son did but even if I something didn't work out I do remember my mom or dad saying well yeah you could have practiced more I mean, yeah. that's still an awful yeah. thing yeah. to hear. So that was my reminder of going, okay, I'm not going to do that. And that it, that probably isn't true. <laughs> like you said, many variables, parents, there's so many variables yeah. with these college applications. Yes. And you will, by the way, hear about another kid that got into that school that you think your son is better. Just saying. <laughs> you know, it's right? So Wait a it's second. definitely so true. It's, it's it, so yeah. True. <laughs> it brings up a lot of memories. So that's it, the rawness it, there. It, yeah, it's so true. But you know, kudos to you. You did a great job in that. I thought that was that 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 is something that advice is is so good. And I think that's something that parents, please, please, you know, make sure that, you know, um, don't second guess. And then if your child is second guessing, help your child to also see not to second guess himself. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And and I want to share this because we're talking about Ivy or bust. So right. That's, that is a myth because there's so many of us that did not attend Ivy Leagues and we're very successful, right? Yes, yes. So I, there's a story of uh, yeah, actually, actually a Korean American family that chose to send their school because it was easier financially, okay, mm -hmm. um, to the local community college for two years so they could save money. He, and then he went to um, a university, you know, in the area that was, that was, I would say top 20. So that's great. So he went a very untraditional route, but guess what? Now he's leading one of the top nonprofit organizations in the world. So my, 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 the reason why I'm sharing that story is because I personally know that family. And I also think they went very non-traditional to the point where they might've gotten some criticism. You know, this was like 15 years ago, right? Well, what? Your son's going to the community college. Oh, he must've been a poor student when not at all. He was a great student. It was what worked best for the family at the time. He had to work his way through school and it was cheaper. And then he transferred, went into the local university because he had to pay, you know, a little bit more for that, even though it was a state school. And then I, and then I think he went to business school. Yeah, he got his MBA. And now running one of the largest nonprofits. So my point about that story is you won't bust if you don't go to an Ivy League. That is the truth. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And um, it's also really, you know, it's the right fit for your child too. As you know, if you've heard, um, if you go to a very, very um, prestigious school or an elite school, you're going to 
be with the cream of the crops, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the suicide rates <laughs> yeah. at the schools that the kids attend, that's one of the things that always concerned me is like, you know, I, I would get these letters now and then, right? From the school that just said, oh, somebody, you know, we're, uh, we're you know, we're sharing these, you know, bad news that, you know, another child committed suicide or something like that. And I, I shake my head and I, I make the phone call to my own kids at school like, okay you know <laughs> that's fine try your best if that's all i'm I, i'm hoping try the right. effort is good right because yes. i'm afraid of that happening the, the pressure on 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 the bigger school so i think you know it depends on your child it depends on the school it depends on so many factors um and we also have to think about a lot of things is you know long term what is it that our child can ha- can get in the long term what can we teach or we guide them in in the long run and i i think that's the key um, yeah because i want to share that because yeah. i want to say majority of people don't necessarily yeah. go to ivy league yeah. schools and yeah. they're extremely successful yes because and i bring and bring that up because that's yeah. resisting the roar here with tiger moms right. and our standards yes we, we grew up with ivy league doctor you got to yeah. be doctor or lawyer yeah and um and you're right because what i and i of course i'm in that field too and you looking at the suicide yeah. rates the top right. schools have the highest suicide rates now that's not saying don't go there because of that but just yeah. to be aware we're talking about sending your child, you know, moving them on to a great school, top school, where, where you know the pressure will be just as intense, if not yes. more. Yes. Because they're they're competing with the cream of the crop. Right. And then, but then now so many of us, um, not us, but I meant the students these days, let, many of them go, are moving on, to, right, to getting to go to graduate right. school. Right. Um, or med school or law school. And, they, and it's almost needed in this day yeah. and age. So I actually have advised many families, and I'm sure you have too, Sandra, that Okay, so college, go pick the best school that fits you, first of all, and everything for your family, the values financially, we have to think finances. Yes. It's huge. Sure. Not some people have the resources. And then think in the long run, you said you want to go to med school. This is another family. You want you said you want to go to law school or you said you want to go to graduate school. Well, graduate school is expensive too. Right. So think wisely. Maybe yes. the state school for college is good and then you can right. really apply to a top med school. Yes. You know? Yes. So yes. that's advice for you there. Right. So I wanted to um, share with you as you're going through this, a couple of things that I um, did that I thought was pretty practical um, and helpful with my own two kids in helping them with, you know, rejections. So yeah, uh, would love to of, hear it. Yeah. So one <laughs> of the things I did, and this is something that I read on the internet that I thought was so good from another mom who did was prior to all the, you know, especially when the IVs were coming out, you know, all the decision, the big day when all the IV decisions were coming out, um, to write a letter to your child as a reminder, right, of how proud you are and that, you know, the the acceptance or the denials or the referral, you know, do not define them as a person, right? And so that's what I did for, you know, each one of my kids as they were waiting for whatever school the big decision when that you know it was the dream school that they had I made sure that I was writing that letter beforehand um, so that they knew that regardless so it, it was kind of a pre-planning <laughs> you know just I, in case. <laughs> yeah I mean that's a great okay so that's uh, you know me with when we talked previous episode about yeah. uh, me even saying I love you to my kid yeah. that'll yeah. be a good good time for me to do that <laughs> yes you know yeah writing up I love that idea yeah and mm-hmm. and and um, so and number two is that you know um, 
when my son at the end of uh, when they got all the the his friends got all the rejections and and all of that I actually you know we threw a party where we had a bonfire and um, he asked all his friends to bring their their rejection letters and they would just all burn it for <laughs> like go up you know, like go up in flames that's you know that type of thing and so that was a physical act of kind of letting it all go like that's okay. yeah. phenomenal that's <laughs> awesome you know obviously they get all their letters on the online but they can print them out yeah and then they can do a whole right. bonfire i love that idea we'll yeah. do that like what in april yeah. or yeah. whenever that is um great great <laughs> yeah i think that's very important so you said something very important that's therapeutically very uh important to keep in mind which is letting it go and that's like a mindfulness right. concept but a lot of times it's difficult to let things go, right? You you yes. start going, wait, maybe like you said, second guessing. I should yes. focus on the past, basically. Right. When you're upset about something that happened in the present, and I'm just telling listeners out there, mindfulness is a concept of where you're just really focusing on the here and now and the present. That's 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 all you can do is focus on the present. You cannot control anything you did previously because that just happened or yeah. the future. So why a lot of people are stressed, I'm telling you now, is because we're so future focused. And when you're future focused, which is like, you know, going to colleges, oh my gosh, five years from now, I better be doing this. Well, no wonder you're stressed because right. you, you can't control the future. So I tell a lot of people of the here and now, which is a mindfulness concept of just making sure you're intentional of what you can control, which is the present moment, you know? And then, you know, as you go step by step or daily, your future kind of unfolds from there. But the stress I want to say that I see in so many kids and families today is because everybody just focuses on the future and completely disregards what they're doing now. That'll make a difference in the future. Does that make sense? Yes. And, and that's why there's a lot of regret in some families of, oh, I should have done this because I was so busy working toward this. I just completely ignored this. And right. I don't want to see that. So listeners, I'm just saying, um, as we're thinking about colleges, Ivy or bust, yeah, the present moment is now, be, be, before you even send your kid to college, the time that you have with them, you know, is very precious in itself, right? That yes. would be my call to action of, I'm about to send another kid off to college, and after that, it's it's almost like over. It's sad. That, that's not what I mean, <laughs> but you know what I mean. They become an yes. adult, right. and you've got to let them move on and make those, decision, those decisions. Right. So now it's like, I am trying to remind myself, hmm, they're applying to college. That's almost done. We, I got to enjoy the next six months before they graduate. Yeah. And and not be so like, okay, college this, college that, what you're going to do. But hey, let's enjoy now. Oh, let's, let's do all the fun stuff before you graduate. Right. Right. So yeah. when, when I think, as you were saying, you know, our kids are going to be off, you know, you send them off. What is it that you can give them? And I remember my daughter, you know, she got into an Ivy and um, I remember at her graduation party, she went around and she kind of thanked everybody. At the end, she thanked me the last, right? And she turned around and she almost had tears in her eyes. And she says, Mom, I want to thank you for believing in me. Like having the confidence oh. to give me the confidence because you believe in me more than at times than I believed in myself. And oh. I thought, okay, that's what we as parents like hope to like I that just took me I, I said okay all the things that I help to support you every time I said it's going to be fine every time I said you know that's okay you thought you failed that test or every time you know to just kind of say 
you don't know how good you are, honey. You know, I see this about you and, and telling her those things, you know, I'd like she there's, you know, at school, there's a parent's brag sheet when you write about your kids to the counselor. I don't know if yes. you have that in your yes, school, we have that. Mm-hmm. but I, I wrote something about her. And when she read that, she was just like, wow, mom, I, I you know, I can't believe you see this about me. And, and I think, you know, making sure that your kids and just exactly what you were doing with your son, right? Complimenting him, you know, reassuring him and not second guessing and saying, you're really great. You're really exceptional. I think we as parents, if we can do that for our kids, I think it helps them to be able to handle um, those things that we know in life are going to be failures, you know, rejections or anything like that. How do we help them to get up on, back on their feet, have the yeah. confidence and believe in themselves, right? I think, and that's a huge yeah. challenge for me um, because remember we shared previous episodes yeah. ago about just saying the words, I love you. So I'm going to write that letter. And I do hope just like your daughter did that my son can say that, you know, at his graduation party, right? Because that's a, the hugest compliment, I think, Sandra, that, that, she yeah. felt like you believed in her because that's, I want to say, a very un-Asian concept, maybe. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, because maybe yeah. we feel, as kids, when I was growing up, very criticized by parents. And I do not want my kids to say that. So I think that's kudos to you that your daughter said that to you. And I could feel almost the tears brewing up in my eyes because I would want my children yeah. to say that to me. And and, so. and for me, I will tell you, that is more meaningful to me than her getting accepted into an IB. That, that, that is not as meaningful as she knowing that this is what I this is how great I see her and how wonderful I see her and having that belief right because I know um, she's at an IV and it's challenging it's really hard the pressure is on she's studying more than you know ever before and and yeah. she's so stressed a lot of times because she's like mom you know I can't I keep studying some more than and I can't get the grade that I want you know and and I have to keep telling her all the time it's just the beginning you know, college okay. is stressful it's just that beginning but knowing when I hear her tell stories of how other kids are dealing with that stress in you know mental health issues or in other ways that are very harmful to them it makes me very scared and I you know and I think that for us as parents is we have to think about the long run what right. we do now the things we teaching our kids now we're we're hoping the things that we teach is going to be a lifetime and i think that's exactly yeah. the roaring reflection which is uh you said it but what we're doing now and i brought up the concept of mindfulness which can be a whole nother episode but that's right. basically it what they're doing now is what matters you right. know and um and so I think call to action for me is doing that letter because my goal is what you said is I want my son to say that to me at his graduation party um, that I believed in him. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so I will do my best to resist the roar for the next six months. <laughs> on the yeah. college topic. So, so for now, for now, for mm-hmm. our listeners, you know, whether you have a, a child who is, you know, uh, applying for college as a senior or you're not right. So whatever it is, is going on in in your child's life at this point make sure that whatever you can support your child right build your child's confidence and if your child needs a loving word from you a reassurance do that (laughs) yeah i love that especially when it comes to your child not making something right not getting on a team or not getting you know first place in something or not getting a scholarship or not something that he or she uh, applied to 
making sure that your child is able to handle that rejection. Yes. So on that note, that is how we are going to resist the roar. And I mentioned it being so raw right now. So if for all you listeners out there, if it's raw for you, like please send us your feedback. What are you doing that's working for you as your child is applying to college or in college or maybe in an Ivy League or not? We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at raisingasianteens at gmail.com. So until next time, resist the roar. Resist the roar. Thank you.